As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hello Broncos fans, welcome to the Week 14 Orange Weekly Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Rep the Squad. Rep the Squad is a jersey subscription club that lets you rep any jersey you want. It's just like Netflix for jerseys. With hundreds of jerseys, Rep the Squad lets you switch between your favorite stars and styles whenever you like. Adult memberships are $19.95 a month and youth memberships are $16.95 a month. The new jerseys arrive fresh, clean, and within two to three business days. Rep your Denver Broncos all season long with free shipping both ways. You can cancel any time. Make sure to use a promo code ORANGE50, that's ORANGE50, to get 50% off your first month at repthesquad.com. If you like our podcast, what we talk about here each week, please subscribe to us and rate us on iTunes or whatever other platform you may use. Uh, here at Orange Weekly, we only talk about football, football only, no politics, no nothing. So you're not going to hear us talk about why McAdoo was finally fired after an atrocious season. We're only talking about this week's matchup for the Denver Broncos. So inside the minds of the players, the coaches, and an in-depth look at what you should be expecting this upcoming week. So let's do this here. Let's bring it in with the Mad Fanatic. All right, welcome again, everybody. Uh, Dan Stern, welcome uh, to the show once again. Thank you for being here on, uh, on again, short notice and making this happen. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me back again. Oh, beautiful, man. I love the sound of your voice each and every week. Brings uh, rays of sunshine into my life. Oh, you know it. Oh, yeah, man. That's uh, something that the Denver Broncos fan club might need a little bit right now is some rays of sunshine because uh, it's been a long season. An unfortunate eight-game losing streak just doesn't seem to be uh, to be ending anytime soon. And this Miami Dolphins game just did not go the way we thought it was going to go. Um, you know, I know you saw like uh, bits and pieces of this game here. What did you think overall? Well, overall, it's just uh, came down to Denver's offense unable to produce yet again any momentum, any real positive change in the way they approach the game. And defensively, it was uh, got ugly real quick. And it, they really struggled to bounce back from uh, early point deficit. Yeah, I agree. It's it was it was a rough one to watch. Um, unfortunately, Trevor Simeon again threw I think three picks. Really, not something you want to see. Um, to his defense, if if I can try to defend him, a couple of the picks came from the first one was from Sanders' inability to make the catch, and the ball flew out, and T.J. McDonald caught it. Can't really blame Simeon for that, but nevertheless, um, it's still you know it's some interceptions. It was just overall a. Uh, 
not a good game and it's it's sad to see really you know we were hopeful this would be the the turning point for the season but really it doesn't seem to be the point um even if we take it outside of the the field and we look at the organization i know john alloway he had a a meeting i think it was an hour-long meeting with fans joseph uh, earlier this week just talking about you know how to fix the team is a short meeting but i don't think it takes a whole lot of time for somebody to tell you you either win or you're out um, I think it's the point is very clear here with the Broncos, and I think that there might be some changes coming in this offseason based on this performance. There's an article today that came out, and uh, you know he said he's not going to do anything to the coaching staff, he's not going to change anybody until the offseason. Uh, usually that means that changes will be coming. So perhaps there's a little bit of hope coming in for the Broncos here in the upcoming, uh, upcoming offseason as this season seems to be really... Um, you know, it seems to be over. Statistically, it seems to be over for playoff hopes. You know, the the division is really tough right now. Three teams sit at six and six. Anybody can make the playoffs, but without winning games, it's it's really tough. Um, so, Dan, just on that, you know, do you think that there's going to be a change for the Broncos organization in this off season, or do you think they're going to stick with Vance Joseph for another year? Well, I really think it's inevitable when you look at the performance this season. They had a lot of early wins. They had momentum. They had a, a, a quarterback in Trevor Simeon who was overperforming his uh, his pedigree and what he was labeled as. And I guess uh, last game, we kind of saw that again, uh, you know, his, his struggles that he had previous coming out again, 19 for 41 on the on the game against the, the Dolphins. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to have to make some changes. Quarterback is obviously the number one issue when you have receivers and you have a, a strong running game. Uh, C.J. Anderson looked great, but besides that, you know, you know that there's going to be changes coming, and likely on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it's most likely. It's going to be a surprise to see what goes first, whether it's the quarterbacks or the coaches, but um, I think that, like you said, there's going to be a lot of changes coming. They really need to do something. Uh, but that's not coming for another month or so, and in the meantime, we still have some football to play here. And uh, the Broncos this week are going to be playing host to the New York Jets. New York Jets is a team, actually, that everybody seemed to expect to do terribly this year. You know, they, they had Joshua Counter, their starting quarterback. They had some no-name receivers. You know, Matt Forte, the, the ageless wonder back there, the defense. They traded Sheldon Richardson away. Um, they got two rookie safeties. You know, there's there's a lot that played against them this offseason, but they... Uh, you know, they played under the radar and they've come up with uh, five wins this year, including one against the Chiefs in a comeback victory uh, in this past weekend. So I think the Broncos do have their hands full this week with uh, the Jets coming to town. It is a cross-country trip, so that does play um, in favor of the Broncos. But nevertheless, this is a, a team that's um, you know coming off a big week. They have some momentum. And they're looking to, to keep winning, to keep, you know, proving the doubters wrong. Uh, so, you know, getting right into the Jets here, Dan, um, let's talk about the coaches. Let's talk about uh, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is a coach. He came from Arizona Cardinals, I believe, and uh, he's doing quite a bit with um, with the Jets. He's, he's winning some games, and he's proving to be a pretty good leader when in the offseason people said that he was, uh, you know, in over his head and he's probably going to get fired and, you know, the Jets were going to tank to try and get um, a good quarterback in the draft. But um, other than Bowles, who are the other coaches for the Jets? Well, the other coaches for the Jets, we have Casey Rogers as the defensive coordinator. He is uh, someone who is uh, pretty experienced in the league, 15 years, third with the Jets. Um, over his two seasons as defensive coordinator, he uh, held opposing runners to just about 91 yards per game, which was uh, third fewest 
during that span. So it's good to see that uh, at least uh, he's producing a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of a punch on the Jets' defensive side of the ball. Overall, their defense has been fairly mediocre. You can attribute it to young players. You can attribute it to uh, maybe some offensive struggles, and that kind of puts a bit more pressure on the defense. But they, the defense overall has has probably over overperformed uh, from what the early uh, critics were saying. On the offensive side of the ball, we have John Morton. John Morton was a receivers coach with the Saints uh, when Sean Payton first took over in 2006. And now he is the offensive quarter for the uh, Jets, uh, as well as he uh, worked at uh, USC as a uh, passing game coordinator. He's a fairly new uh, coach in terms of a coordinator position in the NFL. He uh, brings a little bit of experience uh, beforehand. He definitely has at least Luke, uh, excuse me, Josh McCown. I was going to say Luke McCown. Josh McCown playing at a high level. And uh, Josh McCown really is playing better than he has uh, over his long career as a backup in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And um, also we were talking about this offline, but Josh McCown hasn't gotten hurt this year, which is surprising to me anyways. Hopefully it is to other fans because he's somebody that always seemed to get hurt in any team he played for. He's never a solid starter in that sense. But this year, he's staying upright. Um, the Jets' offense have put up actually, you know, they're, they're middle of the road for, in terms of yardage, pass yardage, and yeah, run yards per game, all ranking about 18th, 17th in the league, and even points per game at 22 per game. So it's, you know, they're playing a lot better than a lot of people expected. So, I mean, kudos to uh, Johnny Morton. He seems to be... Um, excelling in his, his new role considering the fact that he doesn't have any you know incredibly dynamic players he's doing some really good things with a lot of guys that nobody even heard of um so i think that uh, you know vance joseph and and joe woods and bill musgraves they you know they can't underestimate this jets team i think a lot of teams this year have underestimated the jets and i think they have paid for it um, this this week's going to be a pivotal matchup here i think that uh, the broncos are able to you know outmatch the Jets, especially the Broncos' defense. They still rank in the top five in terms of yardage. Um, they're doing pretty poorly in terms of points uh, against, but again, it's you know that's, that's just an unfortunate reality of the game sometimes. But in terms of yardage, they're able to do well. They're able to stop the run quite well. They only allow you know 0.5 run touchdowns per game. So it goes so that it's really difficult to score on the ground against the Broncos. And you know they excel in some metrics, but at the end of the day, they have been known to get score on, especially through the air. They allow about two passing touchdowns through the air. So this is something that Joel Woods really needs to clamp down on, especially for this game. Um, the, the Jets have some pretty dynamic receivers, as we're going to talk about in a few seconds here, and it's going to be a tough one. Uh, Bill Musgraves, he's got to find a way to generate this team. No way can the Broncos team win by throwing the ball 41 times with Trevor Simeon. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. We need to run the ball. We need to execute on the ground. Now, I don't know where this problem is, is coming from. Maybe it's the coordinators feeling that, you know, they're, they're falling behind in a game and they just have to, you know, get up front as fast as possible and throw a lot. They don't have the quarterbacks to do this. They just need to control the ball and control the ground game. On average, the Broncos right now, they're about uh, time of possession is about 30 minutes and 39 seconds per game. Um, that number has been actually going down since earlier in the year. They used to average around 31 minutes, close to 32 minutes of uh, possession for their offense. So, you know, it shows that they need to start running the ball and to control the clock and to manage this game on their terms and not pass and go three and outs and, and run the risk of, of throwing 
these turnovers that they're just you know having a hard time with right now the Broncos sit at negative 16 in their turnover ratio which is god that's really difficult to come back from that's a huge number to um to turn around um, on the flip side though the Jets are sitting at zero in their turnover ratio so you know they, they they give it away as much as they take it away which shows just you know they they're average right they're middle of the run but they are still pretty safe with the football so you know the, the Broncos coaches will have their hands full it's going to be a challenge nevertheless I think that um, again they have a great chance of winning this week I know it's been difficult trying to find a positive side to these games and really show them you know sure fans that uh, the Broncos can win but I think this week again is the, the matchup is there. It's in their favor. It's the only thing that's going to stop the Broncos from winning is uh, themselves, really. Um, so you know, th- this is a new coaching staff, right, uh, Dan, for the Jets? Yes, uh, if, uh, second year, I believe, uh, for Todd Bowles. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, all the coaches are new. Broncos, we have a lot of experience here. Es Van Joseph is new this one year, but uh, everybody else on this team has some experience. So I think this is this is a game that must 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 be a win. People are playing for their jobs on the field. People are playing for their jobs on the sidelines in terms of coaches, the front office people, the scouting department. I mean, this is um, th- these are pivotal times, and this is the sad reality of professional sports too. You don't win, you can't stay. So this is going to be something that's, you know, hopefully it's going to be a game that's a bit more entertaining, more of a fire in, under, underneath these players to get them going and, and get them playing hard against this visiting Jets team. Uh, so, you know, moving on from these coaches here as – you know, it's pretty clear that uh, the only obje- objective they have is to win, and they have to find any means to do this, um, especially for both teams here. Uh, let's talk about the players. Uh, I mentioned earlier here that the Jets have some dynamic receivers in uh, Robbie Anderson and Jermaine Curse. Um, who else on this offense, Dan, do you see as uh, notable players um, that the Broncos really need to be paying attention to? Well, what I really think is that they need to focus on using that running game with Matt Forte and Bilai Powell. Uh, they rank 18th in the pass and 18th in the run in the NFL. And they're going to have to kind of choose an identity. Uh, Anderson's been playing amazingly for them. Uh, Jermaine Curse has been uh, a quality player and a quality pickup uh, that they've had on their team. Uh, they, you know, they need to get their running game going. Matt Forte and Bilai Powell are veterans in this league. They need to share that rock. They need to continue to uh, put Josh McCown in position to use play action to to have those receivers running wide open, it's uh, it's up to Denver's defense to to slow these guys down because they have been playing fairly well. It looks like the Jets are kind of an upset specialist right now, and and they're looking to play that upset special over the next few games at, at the end of the season. Yeah, overall, I just think that uh, their running game is going to have to be a factor against the Broncos. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the Broncos are really showing us the run too. Uh, Broncos only average about ninety two yards. Uh, on the ground for their defense, sorry. They only allow 92 yards on the ground. And again, it's really hard to score on the ground for the Jets. So if the Jets can come in and, and master the ground game and really uh, you know, control the game in that sense, they got a good chance of winning here. But it's going to be challenging. Um, I do think the strength, um, let me correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the strength, strength of the Jets is really through the air and, and in their top quality receivers here. These guys that might have appeared to be no names on other teams. Um, you know, do you think that's correct, or do you think that uh, really the, their strength is on the ground? Well, I, I really do think the strength is in the air for the Jets, but to uh, remain effective, they're going to have to be balanced. We've seen that across the league, that the uh, the best chance of winning in this league is to have that balance. For sure, that passing game will will lead them. Josh McCown is, is the strength of that team right now. But the running game needs to be there in order for the Jets to come out victorious on a road trip to Denver. 
On the other side, Denver's going to have to uh, put it together one way or another. Their quarterback situation is a mess, so getting any quality play out of that position will be important. But they need to rely on C.J. Anderson to pound the rock, get those hard-earned yards, pick up third and short, and get uh, Denver their first win in a long time. Just on that point, you said that running the ball is something that is uh, essential in, in winning games in football. Another side that, another thing rather that is essential in winning games is the defense, playing strong defense. We see right now that the best teams in the league are the ones that run the ball effectively and the ones that stop the uh, opposing offenses. Of course, it seems so basic. You know, it seems, of course, that's what football is all about. But it's it's the truth. You know, defense is really key. On the, the defensive side, the ball for the Jets, um, you know, I know they've lost some key players over the years. It used to be like Darrell Revis and Antonio Cromartie and these veteran linebackers. And you had uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, who's still there, Sheldon Richardson, some big names on this defense. They were, you know, they were feared across the league. But now, coming into the season, things have really changed. So on this defense that the Broncos are going to be facing, who is notable who is something that you know we should be looking for on every play that could uh, play a big impact in this game the jets have a couple of young safeties drafted from lsu and florida who've been starting every game they've uh, outperformed a lot of expectations for this young defense and uh, they're definitely going to have to be a factor in this game confusing trevor simeon at the line of scrimmage and and kind of giving away uh, not giving away excuse me uh, what they're going to do uh, pre-snap. The Jets are also strong up front. They have Muhammad Wilkerson and Leonard Williams uh, at defensive tackle, two big bodies in the middle, uh, stopping that run. They both have two sacks on the season, so overall a little bit of protection from the, the big men, and uh, Denver's going to have to protect and have a lot better offensive line play than recent weeks if they're going to hope to be successful against this uh, Jets defensive front. I think that, uh, again, Ron Leary and Garrett Bowles and uh, these guys are going to have a big week. Um, Leonard Williams and Muhammad Wilkerson have been strong players in this league for a number of years. Um, Muhammad Wilkerson's getting a bit older, but it uh, doesn't show. And Leonard Williams, just you know, he, he's uh, he's a big factor on this defense. Um, the, those two rookie safeties, that's pretty... Uh, that's pretty incredible to have two rookies out there be leaders for this defense. I know uh, Jamal Adams almost had to pick this last game. Um, it's hard to pick off Alex Smith, but he was almost there. So it's, uh, you know, these guys are really strong players. They're going to be good for a number of years. Um, the Broncos, you're absolutely correct. You're going to have to be watching on every level of the ball in their defense. Uh, Trevor Simeon is in uh, for a big game here. Um, the lot, You know, we, you never like it as a quarterback to get picked off or to have people deflect your passes, but especially not by a couple rookies. It's, it's going to be very key for him to know where those two safeties are. Um, again, for some reason or another, Trevor Simeon is getting the start. It's, it's becoming hard to fathom why. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's either him or Brock Osweiler. And, you know, I'm sure they have even less trust in Brock right now. So, there, you know, there's quite a bit to look at here on this Jets defense and on the offense. Broncos overall as a team, we talked about, you know, having to run the ball effectively. And we have talked about having to throw the ball effectively. And it seems really difficult from one week to another to find one key player on the offense or on the defense that should be there to make a difference. Right now, it's a whole team effort. On many of these runs and these plays against the Dolphins, I found that, you know, the defense was a little bit soft, you know, a little bit complacent, not necessarily being exactly where they need to be on every play. Um, I'm really being generalizing right now. Uh, you know, Chris Harris had a really important interception. A lot of players are making some plays, but overall, when Jay Cutler throws 
you know, no, a number of touchdowns, multiple touchdowns against you, and, and when the defense, when the the offensive line is able to push you around and, and effectively run the ball, something needs to change. It needs to be a step up by the whole unit. And same goes for the offense. This whole team right now for the Broncos needs to be uplifted. They need to find a reason to be inspired here and play out the rest of the season. It's been uh, it's been a challenge, that's for sure. Uh, but <clears throat> just talking about this this game overall here. You know, I do think the Broncos have a solid chance of winning. I think they can be very competitive, especially being at home. Um, the Jets are going to be flying in from across the country, which is never an easy thing to do and, and go out and perform. Uh, Dan, what do you think the outcome of this game is going to be? Well, you're absolutely right. It's going to be a definite opportunity and a chance for Denver to win this game. Um, I think the outcome is all on Trevor Simeon's shoulders. Uh, last week, Alex Smith... Had four touchdown passes, 366 yards against this Jets defense. We talked about the play of these safeties. They have been playing great, but there are big gains to be had uh, if Trevor Simeon plays well, if this offensive line can protect him, and if we can catch the ball, like you said, Emmanuel Sanders causing one of the interceptions. It's not acceptable in this league, and it's definitely not acceptable for a team trying to find a victory. Denver Broncos don't go on eight-game losing streaks very often, and you can be sure that John Elway is uh, imploring his quarterback and all his quarterbacks to get a win for this franchise because it's definitely not acceptable from the uh, standpoint of the head office. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think it's... uh... I think it is Trevor Simeon's, you know, duty to come in and rally this team up. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think the score is going to be of this game? Who, who do you think is going to win and the outcome and all that? Well, you know what? I really do think Denver is going to get the win here. I think that I think enough is enough. I think they're going to, you know, dig their heels into the ground, play enough defense to stop Josh McCown from uh, becoming uh, another backup quarterback who's. Uh, made a great name for himself in this league. Rest assured that the other side on the Denver Broncos sideline, they're going to have uh, a lot of talking to do if their three quarterback choices that they made this year can't outperform a, uh, a veteran like Josh McCown. So uh, in terms of score, I'm going to have to go with Denver in a, in a fairly low-scoring game. I'm going to say Denver 24 and the Jets 21. Denver 24 and the Jets 21. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh pretty good outcome here um i'm gonna play my regular sort of antagonist role and actually just i'm gonna keep the same score i'm gonna say it's gonna be 24 21 but i'm saying the jets are gonna win this one just to uh, you know be be a little bit different from you here create a bit of uh maybe post uh post game controversy we'll see but uh, you're right i think it's gonna be close i think both teams are gonna be able to score some points um hopefully hopefully trevor simeon right now has a multiple touchdown passing game um you know, other than a multiple interception game, like we really need to see this out of him, and uh, hopefully he'll be able to uh, to rally this Broncos. But I think that overall, me the Jets might have that advantage with um, playing the role of of the uh, how how'd you say it earlier on the um, you know the the dream wreckers almost the guys that come yeah, in and just ruin the, spoiler. The, tra- the trap game. Yeah, the spoiler guys. Right. I think that uh, McCown still has that ability to be a spoiler right now, and I think the Broncos really need to to rally up, and um, it'll be a close one. I'd love to see the Broncos win absolutely in this matchup. And that's uh, that's pretty much all we have to say for today. I think it's been said many times what the Broncos need to do to win. It's all about rallying, finding a reason to play. And if it's not playing for your job, then it's got to be something else. There's a, a lot riding on this game in the remaining few games of the season. 
So once again, thank you, Dan, for joining me and uh, doing these podcasts. We have a great time doing this. And, you know, hopefully next week we'll have something a lot more positive to talk about and uplifting. And uh, until then, thank you guys for listening. And we're going to bring it out here with the Mad Fanatic. All right, hit stop. Orange, man. I'm riding orange, man.